0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast. A conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey Ephrata Community Church, it is good to get off your phone. It is good to be with you once again. Thank you so much for joining us for our weekly podcast where we take time to unpack what God did at the weekend services prior, look ahead to what God's going to do. That's right. A lot of fun every single time we're on. Jim, it's always good to be on with you. We're oh, be Matt, make un- me happy. We're right. going to be unpacking for a few moments what God did this past weekend. Okay. Kevin continued in our series about what we asked about Christ, right? Okay. And he brought up. A very juicy chapter, Matthew 24. Jesus stood and talked for a while about what we can expect mm-hmm. and times. All sorts of themes can be drawn of it. Uh, Kevin decided to really speak to a very clear message. Really, really dropped a plumb line, at least in my perspective. But I want to pivot over to you or punt it to you, yeah. rather, Jim. Uh, you had some it. thoughts, we yeah. Chatted guess, about well, first of we all, I want to
1: two things I want to keep in mind is one. This wasn't the message that was planned for this week. This was supposed right. to be in three weeks from now. Yeah, Kevin decided to pull it forward. So there's something to pay attention to. Um, that Kevin coming out of the unbelief week that we held last week. Remember we were talking about how the uh, we were talking about the whole idea that if a demon is driven out, it says, "I want to come back to my house." So there's an yeah. interesting thing that there's right. a stronghold still at work in us that the, that we were encouraging. Hey you have to tear that stronghold down once you've been given the grace of the initial breakthrough. Initial breakthrough grace, tear it down, right? Then we were discussing, hey, when that demon, and if it does get the opportunity to come back, why is it worse, right? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at that passage, and it's worse because, likely, Kevin suggested, and I agree with, because unbelief or even your own shame around the fact that you couldn't do more with the previous breakthrough Mm -hmm. just makes the embeddedness of the evil and the difficulty even worse the second time around. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that that's important to remember that Kevin, having sensed that, decides to bring this message on deception forward. Yep. Okay, and I would like to suggest, like, and again, Kevin didn't say this directly. This is just a colleague, a fellow minister here listening to Kevin. When we begin to decide to talk about deception, if you fall for deception, the spirit of unbelief is right on the tails of it. Sure. Now. In, 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 I won't go into in logic theory. It's called kissing a pig. Once you've kissed a pig, thinking it was a princess, you never want to kiss another princess because you think she's gonna sure. that prince is gonna turn into a pig, right? Literally, That's fascinating. It's called the theory of cult kissing a pig in philosophy. <laughs> nice. Um, and so, um, uh, all that to say that there is something about what dis, be, be, being given into deception uh, uh, can do to us in our Christian walk, and I think Kevin's touching on it and. Uh, again, I'll just punt it back to you. Five times, Jesus says in this passage in Matthew 24, do not be led astray. And there is something there that he is on about. Yeah. And uh, so even in the midst of all the other attractive distractors going on in that passage, Jesus' core theme running through it is, you're going you're to be led
0: astray. You're going to be derailed if you're not careful. The influence towards being led astray is going to be strong, right? That's what yeah. I pick up from this. Like It's going to be such a provoking Message. It's gonna. It's going to. What if the days were not shortened? Shortened. It would influence even the elect, okay. right? Uh, which I don't even know the depth of what that's even. What does that even yeah, look the like? Most faithful. The faith. Exactly. Right. Like in in real time. What would that landscape even be? How would you observe that? What would it be look like? It's just crazy to me. Anyway, the influence is going to be so strong mm-hmm. and. Uh, I guess I'm also fascinated that, you know, this is Matthew 24. It's getting close to when Jesus is about mm-hmm. to go through the cross and ascend and said, but guess what? I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you. And so to me, like the next or part of the conversation that's so crucial is God did not lead us, leave us to ourselves to navigate this. He said, God himself is going to come and fill you. And Jesus also said later, or at a different point uh, in John, he said, he'll remind you of everything I've spoken. And so with this influence from whatever evil spirit is to lead us astray from Christ, Christ himself, um, sorry, the spirit himself within us would be also communicating the, the message of the cross and the, and, and the rock in which we stand mm-hmm. is Christ. Um, and, and how that voice, we need to be listening to that voice and that voice Needs to stand above all of them, like nothing else. Honestly, I'm left with the importance that. How do I say this? There were, there were. I don't want to say pushback. There were some voices after the fact that didn't necessarily agree with the message. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is an uncommon. Uh, I, no, okay. I disagree with everything I've ever heard you share from the time. I know, so man. I, fact, I've listened
1: to some of my teachings and disagreed.
0: Right, exactly. Even if I was right. Right, and so praise you God, he meets us where we are, and he loves us enough to not leave us there. So we're all in different parts of the spectrum, of course, <laughs> in, in, in the journey. Um, and so some people listen to this message and didn't necessarily buy into it for whatever varying reasons, but I come away from this message almost self-reflective and saying, Jesus, is my love for you in the gospel first and foremost of everything that I choose to build my life upon. Because mm-hmm. if it's my political decisions or who am I in this particular arena and how am I showing up here, to me, all of those things are shakable and, and will be shaken, uh, and my loyalty to them, I think, is gonna, this is my own belief system, I expect that in time, loyalty to Christ is paramount and everything else will f- will find itself in, I don't know, fighting for first place yeah, to serve this yeah. and not yeah. Christ. And to me, I think the sharpness of Christ Christ's language is that the provoking influence is gonna be so strong that it's gonna hit at those core pieces that we almost identify That's with. Right. That's right. This is who I am here, or how I vote here. And Christ is saying, if it's not me, only, and That's that, right. like, Anyway,
1: but what, yeah. what, what I think though, again, we're, we're talking about a message like this gets a little pushback. I just want to make sure we don't make this too salacious. It's not, I mean, whenever you have a community that 2,500 people identify with it as its primary community, sure. you're going to have differences of opinion around anything that's done, ways we worship, temperature of the room. Yeah. Come on. Um. There's just so much opinion. So we want to make sure that we're not making this more salacious than For, yes, usual. But I will say this this one. For those who respond, they they respond with quite a bit of vehemence. And I think it's partly because a truth is often trump um promoted over posture toward others, right? Yeah. So Kevin is very clearly saying this. If 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 you are into right now declaring truth in society, you better be doing it in the character of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? So for those in our congregation or in our community where you're like, I am pretty sure that the Lord's doing this against wokeism, against sexuality decisions against uh, particular p- political persuasions or the implications of whether or not Israel is getting support enough, etc. Whatever, whatever your truth claim is, we're going to be saying, this is a community. We're going to be looking for a fruit of how you carry your truth claim because that's the part that we are absolutely sure. Now, and then Kevin's warning was this. This is the big one. If you are into your truth claim because you're fearful that if you don't do something about it, the world's going to go to Hell in a handbasket, whatever, right? If fear is motivating Mm -hmm. um, versus a clear heart for what the kingdom of God is doing and how it is compassionate on those that it's trying to bring its reign over, as soon as you misplace that and you allow fear to be the motivating for why we do what we do, we're going to flag it as a pastoral community. We're going to look at that and go, hey, right now we are nervous that fear is the big motivator, and secondly, the posture of how we're carrying truth has us a little bit nervous in this day and age, mm-hmm. right? So that is something that I felt Kevin's pastoral and dare I even say apostolic mm-hmm. and prophetic heart was coming out mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, hey, we're looking for a couple of things. Don't be motivated. We're not going to tell everyone how to carry themselves in their truth claim. We're going to tell you this. Don't be motivated by fear and you better carry it with the mercy that's found in the way the gospel came to each of us, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, Kevin... Um I felt similar communication come from him when we were in the thick of 2020. Yeah. And he's like, this is the way walking... This is where the church is going, where we have to balance. There's four specific tensions. I don't think I would be able to recount them all right now other than to say our love for God, our necessity for community, our va- or our, the honoring of governments, you That's know, right. that we read about in Romans. And, yeah. and, the and there was, a, good. There was right. a fourth one, and I can't recall uh, what it... Oh, just... Shoot, I can't recall what it is. Anyway, fresh, I'm you got three out of the four. Well, you know what? Praise God, right? If, if we were playing baseball, I'd be in the Hall of Fame, batting 750. That's exactly. Anyway, uh, so but he stood up there and and we navigated as a church through a significantly difficult experience that we were experiencing as as a, as a globe, as a nation, and as a church congregation. Um, and it was choppy waters. Mm-hmm. And he stood up there and said, "This is." the truth like this is what is so important and so i love that he gets up this past weekend and said there will be uh if last week unbelief will be the greatest hindrance that people find themselves in that's why the second is worse than the first the second condition but the spirit the evil spirit that we will be facing in this time um this He talks about false Christs, false prophets, false signs, things like that mm-hmm. will be so provoking. <clears throat> he stood up again and and, and just said, uh, don't let fear be the motivator. Uh, don't let your love grow cold, right? Because yeah. that's a fruit issue. So what's the fruit of your life? As people are giving themselves to whatever these identities are that aren't, uh-huh. I'm follower of Jesus, there's gonna be fruit that is born out of it mm-hmm. that's not healthy. That's right. Uh, and it's observable. That's right. Um, and man, it takes a it takes a lot for us as a community and, and, and humility on our part and every individual's part to say, God, I'm bearing bad fruit, why is it there? And do I need to let go? How do I even say, I think I've had to let go of a personal identity over the past three or four years, and I didn't realize it until this particular Sunday. Literally yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there listening to this message and saying, Oh my word, there used to be a an identity that I carried as part of what I believed maybe th- the past several years that I found like I've like I've died to that. It's not you've grown cold to it. Right. In a good way, right. it's not carrying within me this internal fight to appeal to this. Yeah, but what about this, right? That's like that's what gets people really anxious when they hear one message, one side. They're like, you're not rightfully balancing this perspective in your message and, and it can get really uh, unsettling. And I just found myself not unsettled and I was like, oh, wow, well, this is interesting. What's happening? And I found, I, I don't know, this is, I don't want to get too cent- centered on my perspective. But. No, I think what you're, well, you're partly bringing up why we react to
1: something. Kevin is up there saying, in general, I mean, yeah. I know Kevin's heart. He's not up there to stop any single ideology or way of thinking that might be present in our community or in the, in, in the region. He is up there to say this, hey, whatever you're holding right now is your truth claim. And believe me, we believe there's truth claims. He's standing up there with the Bible going, we oh, yeah. believe there's truth claims. Yeah. We Our church is going to stand on this, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, and he's sitting there and he's reminding us, hey, there better be a way that you carry this in the way the fruit of how you carry your truth claims shows up in the world. Yeah. Um, so we're all going to have our thing, like you just rightfully said, where I'm like, Wow, Kevin is reminding us of something, um, and I have to look and say, what area in my life have I so identified as the truth of what God wants to be doing in the world right now, and am I willing to actually take this lens and submit that thing, put it on it? Sure. Right? And what you're saying to me is, hey, I notice that I have slowly died yep. in a good way yep. toward thinking that if that doesn't show up in the world or if that doesn't happen, correct the fullness of God isn't here. Right. And in a good way, it's not like it's watered you down to believe in nothing. It's just tempered that in light of a community and what God's doing in mm-hmm. His broader community, excuse me, in His kingdom. Mm-hmm. That is something we need to be about and be willing to do. Yeah, That's hard though, man. It is hard. Because so, it becomes a soft deception that could become even worse if we're not careful, right? Even yeah. the best thing,
0: we can get deceived by how we have to carry it and what I, we have to believe. I think, and this is honestly... This is me self-reflecting in real time, like, right now. You're allowed. I think the... um, I think I allowed information previous years to be... Let's let's take the, the political climate 2020, and there's, like, it was so polarized. It still is, of course, right? So I allow information or news or whatever it is to be communicated... Which is important. We're not burying our heads in the sand. We're not asking anybody to be, you know, to shut off the world. That's not what this is about. It's I'm getting information, but without allowing the spirit of who's communicating and what they're wanting to communicate—the spirit, fear, whatever it might be, anger, hatred, um, division—to come along with it. Um, And the the concern I know that Kevin has, and what I know that. I was allowing myself to be influenced by that. Yesterday, I realized, oh my word, it's not its not there the way I would have previously identified it. Right. Um, where get your news, but don't allow the spirit that's behind that news to influence you in your way off of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, say, I would say it this way. I actually just finished the prophecy course and we talked about discernment. In one of the parts of the class, I mentioned how... Uh, truth is different than fact, right? Truth is a person who's Christ. Facts are things that the devil can get behind Mm -hmm. and and, and, and attach his spirit to it. So in Matthew 4, the devil's tempting Christ and he says, well, it's written in the scripture, right? So he's using a fact Mm -hmm. so as to tell Jesus, if this is true, throw yourself off this cliff and then his angels will be given charge concerning you and you won't strike your foot against a rock. So he's using facts to get, an attempt to get Christ to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how? But truth is a person that includes facts, but it's given uh, to bear fruit and give life. Uh, anyway, the uh, point I'm trying to say is a lot of people um, are opening themselves up to the spirit in which facts are delivered, but it's carrying with it bad fruit mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't need to yeah. detail the bad That's fruit you right. again uh, so I have anyway I'll pause there I, I'm just still well, trying to find my, my thought like, yeah, um, and help me if I'm going too far here but
1: you know when I think about the way Kevin ended yesterday's 1030 service and yeah. I highly recommend that. Um, if you haven't seen the services, naturally, this podcast is going to seem pretty abstract to you, um, but I would check it yeah. out. Kevin ended 1030 by saying this. He says, I believe we need a fresh outpouring of the spirit of discernment in our midst. Oh, good. Let me just say, man, when, uh-huh. the, when the lead pastor is saying, I believe we all need collectively a fresh outpouring of the spirit of discernment for this season, uh, do you agree? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to sit in that moment and go, I don't know, mine might be pretty good or I don't know, what I'm holding to might be right on. What he's warning us right now is that because Jesus said, do not go astray, yes. he is giving you a hint, you will be, even the elect, even the faithful, will consistently in difficult seasons like this be tempted with believing that what they have, what they're ministering, what they think mm-hmm. is a this perfectly formed package for the season they're in. And what he's saying is we need a fresh revelation we need a fresh gift of discernment in our midst so that we can all carry what we believe with humility and allow to be pushed and pulled on in this season. That attitude will be moving so opposite the spirit of the age right now, which is hunker down, know what you believe, or run away from it all. There's two options right now. Hunker down, find your tribe, beat everybody back that's not in that tribe,
0: or run away from it all. Those are the spirits of the age we don't want to be a part of. right yeah. I, I feel a real intensity in this conversation, uh, not not between you and I, to yeah, the topic of it. The topic. And, um, like honestly, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my word! I feel like there's a, I don't know, I don't even know how to put it. There's a words. weight of glory on it, man. Well, there's, <laughs> an, just, I there's hope. an intensity of the, re, I don't know, the reality of the battle, like that, like the sobriety as in which we go about it. The idea that. Like, of course, we need the spirit of the discernment. How how arrogant we would be if we thought we could discern spiritual matters apart from the Holy Spirit. Discern rightly, mm-hmm. uh, apart from the Spirit of God who leads us into. Oh man! Church. Like Most what the gospels
1: is people who felt that they were exactly. That's what I mean. So we're, we're heading s- into
0: spiritually interpreting minus in the spirit, right? right? And 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 so Kevin stands up there and he shares this message. I actually want to share out of Ephesians four real quick because this verse came to me as he's. You know, as I reflected on the message, and, and I love Ephesians 4 because it talks about the purpose of the fivefold ministry uh, for, for several reasons. One's for the equipping of the saints for the work of service. Mm-hmm. The other is for the maturing of the body as we grow up in all aspects, it says. Uh, and then there's this verse, um, which is, give me a moment, verse 14. So Ephesians 4, verse 14, and it says this, As a result... We are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and, listen, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Uh, And so I just felt Kevin standing up there as our pastor and as an apostle. And as a gifted prophet. Yeah. And to say, and we have history to show us what's coming in the next uh, election cycle, truly, and what we've already gone through. But to stand up and say, one, he's school board president for years. It's like he's been experiencing these things. But as he stands up and, and, and he says, that the whole purpose of, how do you say, we need to be strong in who we are in Christ. Uh, because if we're not, the fruit of it is that we're tossed about by every wind of doctrine and all these mm-hmm. deceitful schemes, trickery. Uh, the trickery of men, craftiness, all this stuff is going to be rattling the cage. Mm-hmm. And i can imagine you can look around and say yep the church you can see a rattled cage as we've gone through 2020s, in and out of political cycles and there's so much just like shaking Mm -hmm. um and to me i'm thinking praise god for this voice to stand up in front of the church and say this is the way like Mm -hmm. like this is not a game Mm -hmm. and the spirit of Mm-hmm. of deception it's going to be so provokingly so influential so convincing mm-hmm. this deception um, that we cannot expect to navigate well apart from Holy Spirit and humility and mm-hmm. fasting and prayer and say God lead your church right. like there's no how can we do this any other way because Jesus I think he wasn't lying when he said what he said about how influential that that's spirit will be right. and i love to say this and maybe this is where we'll wrap it up
1: not because it's my final thing, because I actually feel like you summarized it well. I sensed warning. Isn't it funny? We were, we were sure saying, do not operate in fear, but you know what? There's a difference between yeah. fear and biblical warning. Right. And Kevin reminded us, he warned us, that there will be trickery and there will be uh, deceit at work. And so, I love Kevin's points. Be a person of peace yep. amidst being a person of truth. And be aware of the condition of your own heart. And be a person of the kingdom. Yeah. Right? Man, those are just faithful reminders. Can't encourage you enough to revisit that message. I mean, I'm going to tell you, that's one that I am going to be going back, even having been so impacted by it. It's one that needs to sit and percolate. So can't encourage you enough to check it out yeah. again. And again, we just want to... Say thank you for being part of this community. There's some fun stuff coming up. If you've never been a part of Connections Pathway, I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Man is coming up this Saturday. You can Mm -hmm. still sign up. Uh, Let me know. The registration's closed, but if you email me. Just rate (laughs) matt at effortcommunity.church and sign up for it. We'd love to to be a part of it. Also, Mm -hmm. Dreams Conference coming up. Uh, Looking forward to that. And then also the H&I Summit on November 1st. second and third, and fourth, I believe. But all that to say, Randy Clark will be with us that Thursday and Friday night. These are things you might wanna make sure you're checking out, right? Anything yep. else you would add, Pastor? Of so many things
0: uh, that I would love to right. add. Hey, I'll we appreciate
1: there. you all. Thank you for being part of this community and listening to our reflections on what it means to be a people together. Mm-hmm. We bless you and hope your week is wonderful.
0: Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortofcommunitychurch.com.